Coming up, we take a look at the ever-impressive Cam Thomas sample size. Should he be, could he be, in line for a six-man role in the upcoming season? And how much could that move the needle on what the Nets accomplish? We dive in, coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends. It is the Locked On Nets podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you're going to find Doug Norrie, owner-operator of DFSR. Over here, Adam Armbrecht, covering the New York Football Giants on the One Giant Podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free on all those great platforms. And let you know, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get over to FanDuel right now, the official sports book of Locked On and the NFL. Get some great odds, obviously. Big opportunities with FanDuel.com slash NBA. As we say, make every moment more with FanDuel. And Doug, we're going to get into Cam Thomas here. Six Man of the Year award winner, question mark, in the upcoming season. Some key stats, obviously, where the odds stand right now with our title sponsor at FanDuel. But this is probably one of the biggest subplots to this season that could be a needle mover. What is Cam Thomas for the Brooklyn Nets this year? This being a high bar we could set. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think sometimes it's fun to look at the context of a season through the lens of season-long odds, like awards odds. Um, I think sometimes these markets are pretty soft. like They're not super liquid, um, and you, you know you have to get your money in there, and it's kind of tied up for the whole season, and some people don't like to do that, right? So I totally understand. Um, but our friends at FanDuel have uh, pretty extensive odds on six-man of the year awards. So I was kind of combing through these the other day, just seeing where different nets fell. And, and Cam Thomas is on there, plus 5,000 uh, on FanDuel. And Boom. we'll go through some of, we'll go through some of the um, previous winners and like some of the context around this award. Um, I was buoyed by the idea that he was even in there, <laughs> right? So like, um, and because it obviously you know, speaks to the chance at a role and the understand understanding that everyone's just kind of making best, best guesses at these things at this time, early in the season. But then I was kind of looking at the context of the, of the award and past winners and what his role could be. And I think there is a, a, a case for it. Um, and, and a plus 5,000 is, is longer odds for sure. So, you know, that speaks to the, you know, it's not likely to happen, but is there a path for it? Like we talked about with Cam, Cam Johnson, uh, you know, most improved. Are there paths to seeing these things happen? Dude, there's for sure a path, for sure a path for for something like this to have him in the running by the end of the season. And I I think and we'll go through some of of why that could be the case. Yeah, and I think just from a purely on-court sample size, we know that the, the stats for Cam Thomas have been a little bit scattered over the course of his young career because he's had big performances in big minute games and then not seen the court for long stretches underneath Jacques Vaughn, underneath Steve Nash, underneath the Nets organization. But um, I, I think the first base that I go to is just that you have the sample size of 17, 16 minutes over his first couple of seasons in the league. And what you're trying to do is extrapolate what are pretty impressive and greatly improved key statistical categories for him from year one to year two, specifically from beyond the arc and saying, well, if this expands, can you continue to produce at the level of past guys come to mind like a Lou Williams, right? Can you come in off the bench and be a guy that not only hits those shots, but does it game over game? If Cam Thomas has that ability, which in theory we think he does, 
then I, I think you'll see these odds greatly drop as you get into the season. The big question mark that always looms is, is he going to get the increased minutes? Is yeah. he going to have an opportunity to claim this role for the team? Yeah, and that's I mean that's where we'll start, right? We've talked about this, and we'll get into some of these other. You mentioned uh, Lou Williams uh, there, and we'll get into some of the other guys who have won the award. But just to just to start, right? Like, is the role for him going to be there? That's actually is feel as opposed to some of the other guys on this list that are in and around the uh, you know his in and around his odds or above. Mm-hmm. He's the only one where you actually do a head scratcher of like, hey, is the role even there? Right? right, because these other guys, it's like so, some of the other guys are like, oh, maybe he'll start too many games, <laughs> and he won't be the six, and he won't be six man eligible. Right? We we can do the math on some of these other dudes. With Cam, it really actually just all starts with the role. They're coming into the season. The roster is, you know, is has definitely a new shape at least on the bench than it did mm-hmm. from last year, um, and for, you know, from a whole season standpoint for sure. And the big question mark about him has been: is the opportunity from Jacques Vaughn even going to be there? Because unlike other guys here, he's the biggest risk of just DMPs, right? Yeah. Not even just like, is he like going to get enough opportunities? Like, is he even going to play at all? I tend to think that's sort of what we've heard from him in this offseason. He's been much more media facing. It feels like there's been a little bit of a, I don't know what you would call it, like a sort of a personality just like getting himself out there. He did, you know, did longer form interviews. He was available for more so off the cuff media stuff. I, I kind of get the sense that there's like maybe been a discussion here. Like the attitude just seems good. I don't think it's ever necessarily been bad. He's been sort of labeled as maybe curmudgeonly. I don't know if that's right. fair. I'm just saying that's sort of what's happened. Um, I get the sense that maybe there's been discussions here. That's like, Hey, the role is going to, is going to expand for you this season. And like the attitude feels like in line with that. Do you get that sense? I don't know. Maybe that's a little too tea leavy ish, but um, that's kind of how I felt this all season. Well, yeah. And I think maybe if I followed that thread, it would be that maybe internally they had discussions and said, remember, we drafted you in the first round, but when we had superstars, yeah. that meant something different, right? For you, we wanted you to develop. Maybe there was a role for you, maybe not, but let's be honest. It wasn't about you, right? It, it, it was about these other players, about Kevin Durant, it's about Kyrie Irving, it's about James Harden. It's about trying to win a championship. Now, coming into this year, you can see it, right? We've talked about all the younger players they've brought in. And I could see the Nets saying, but you're our, you're the guy that we went out and got. So you are at the top of this young group of players. And we want you to potentially continue to grow into the role that could be, over the next couple of years, expanding into one of the core guys, one of the faces of the franchise. And that has to come, obviously, with the on-court expectations. But then also things like this. When you get interview questions, unlike maybe last year or the year prior, when you would kind of give a little bit of a, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Can't figure this organization out. They won't play me. No more of that. Now it's about working on my game, trying to get better. All the generic nonsense that we get frustrated by from superstar players. It seems like Cam Thomas is starting to get into that mode. So I think it's a good tea leaf read by you that everything is being laid out for you, Cam Thomas, to take on and claim a role for yourself. And we need you to we need to see that you can do it, right? And that means on and off the court. Coming up here, in yeah. A second, and again, like oh, go ahead, sorry, yeah. Oh no, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, you, you you hit it. Then we'll we'll kind of yeah. cover some more of this in a second. Come up here in a second. We're gonna we're gonna get into the comparisons with the other six man of the year awards. Get a little more feedback from Doug on where we think Cam Thomas is from a personal standpoint, ready to take on this role, and then the stats. Where can these things expand to? We'll dive into that coming up next. All right. 
before that, we're going to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. We already mentioned FanDuel once in the podcast. Why not mention them again? Snap into the action of this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now. New customers who get uh, who sign up for FanDuel are going to get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. All you got to do for that is just pay, place a $5 bet. So $5 bet over there on FanDuel, $200 back in bonus bets. And that's whether you win that bet or lose. So you're getting the 200 no matter what once you throw the five in. The bonus bets can be used in everything that they have up there, which really, when I say everything, I mean everything. I mean player props, money lines, over-under, season awards. It's all, every sport you can imagine, it's all there for you on FanDuel. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. You kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so as we continue the conversation around one Cam Thomas, six man of the year award winner, question mark. You got to go up with the inflection to make sure that we're not too sure about it. Um, Talking about last points on him just from where you think he is coming into the season before we compare him to the Lou Williams of the world, the Brogdons of the world who are on this list as well in terms of um, the odds to win this and whether or not we think and what we think Cam needs to do in order to really push himself into the conversation. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you're asking about like what just like with him personally going into the season. Is that what you, yeah. is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that like from a, a checking the boxes standpoint for him too, like he does have a lot of the makeup here on like what are the kind of guy that can win this award. We'll go through that here in a sec, but in just in terms of what we know he can do on the court, I think the Nets. If you know, we had made sort of guesses about what we think happened with Cam Thomas over the course of the year. We said, you know, maybe there's a possibility of a trade. Like we we have lots. There's I think the the, the range of outcomes on him is really so wide. The Nets have it's funny, but the Nets have a couple of guys like this, right? The range of outcomes for some of their dudes that are kind of important is really, I mean, so wide. Like, is there a, is there a wider range of outcomes than, than Ben Simmons in the league? I don't think there is, <laughs> right? In terms of you know out of the league to all NBA like that. It's right. all in the range. I don't, you know, I don't think either of those two things is likely, but it's, it's, a, it's in the range. Cam Thomas is like sort of the same on a smaller scale. C- could he not be in the rotation at all? Yeah. Could he be in the running for six man of the year award? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think a lot of dudes check those boxes. I am I, just to go back to what I for the last point about this is that going back to what I said at the, at the top here is that I do think that things, I just get the sense that it's going to be different this year. I, I, I'm starting to just starting to buy into this more. I think the team is more made up where his role, he actually is kind of important. They're going to probably need the scoring much more than they have in the past. Um, and the, the guys around him, especially with a guy like Simmons, set up more to play off his weaknesses in a way that he can stay on the court longer. I, I do think those things set up a much more important – other rather than like sharing the court with Kyrie, which is like not it couldn't happen. Like that, right. they, they, like that's just neither their fault. This like the skill sets don't work. Like Durant, okay, I think he played well with Durant at times last season. They brought on all these new guys at the end of the year. It was clear that they were going to just try to make the playoffs and mm-hmm. wanted to get those guys tons of minutes together leading into the playoffs. It's just different this year, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's a long season, and I just think it's going to be different. And, and that, that point about last year as well, we, we, we talked about it at the time, talked about it in the offseason, whether or not we said post-trade Cam Thomas needs to be playing a ton. Like that was a part of our expectations that we were setting is now Cam Thomas plays a lot. 
And then you kind of see the way the organization wants to handle that, wants to make the playoffs, wants to reward the veterans that you brought over in the trade. They all get put into the starting lineup. You can actually kind of split hairs around this because you demote Royce O'Neal in that process. But now coming into this season, it is all setting up for Cam Thomas in a positive way. And the two guys, if you think about the backcourt or just guys that, that, that could occupy his role or take away minutes from him, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., not an offensive player. So it should now you can tack at the basket. I don't want to make him a completely one, you know, one uh, one skill set player, but it's not Cam Thomas. Lonnie Walker certainly can be a scorer from the perimeter. But again, Cam Thomas represents the best total package offensively that you can bring in off the bench as long as he's getting the consistent opportunity. And when you go and look at some of these past winners, I think the yeah. very easy comp for me here, if we're going to transition into it, it's Tyler Hero when he won it in 22. Played 66 games, only started 10. Now, here's the part that I don't know if Cam Thomas ever gets to. Actually, you know, 32, almost 33 minutes. This is the sneaky Tyler Hero is basically a starter, but he only starts 10 games. But in that season, 45% from the field, only knocked down. I say only, but just barely 40% from the field, only because sometimes, actually, it's as high as he's ever hit. A brief pause here. I sometimes associate Tyler Hero in the upper, upper echelon of three-point shooters, the sometimes Joe Harris's of the world, the elites in their seasons. Tyler Hero is yet to fully crack 40% in any given season. Um, but he also got to the line three, a little over three times, high clip there, 87%, and then the rebounds, five total rebounds in, the, uh, in that season. That, I think, is kind of the benchmark you'd be setting for Cam Thomas. I don't know about games... Games played, I can say, yes, the game started. That all kind of makes sense. Maybe it should even be a few more started. But he needs to be able to be consistent from the perimeter, consistent at the line. And the rebounding piece, I actually think, might come into play here from a team perspective that allows you to be on the court more to take all those shots on the offensive end. Yeah, right. like you said, like the, the length this team has now lines up a little bit better with him being able to just stay on the court longer. I don't think I would have used Hero as the comp here. I, I think that, and just to go through some of the other some winners other of the past, I, I'll just, let me just, I'll just roll through like the last, yeah, like nine years. So some of these are a lot of overlapping names, but yeah, Brogdon last year, Hero the year before, 21 was Clarkson, 20, uh, 2020 was uh, Montrez, who actually, and it could have been Lou Williams this year. They were mm -hmm. kind of like both in the running. Um, because then Blue Williams had won at the two previous seasons mm -hmm. and Trez won it that year. Again, like it was both these guys off the bench for the Clippers. It really could have been. It really probably maybe even should have been Lou Will, but um, they didn't. Eric Gordon the year before that, Jamal Crawford before that, Lou Williams, and then Jamal Crawford. The point being, yes, there's a lot of overlapping names. Almost all of these guys are guards, right? So good start here. Like mm -hmm. guards could seem to be able to control their fate a lot more when it comes to this award specifically. It makes sense. There's they're sort of microwave scorers off the bench, right? Like they're coming with the second unit. It's kind of it's their job to just jack shots, right? Like Cam can fit some of that. Some of these guys got outside minutes, outsized minutes because of the way their teams were constructed. Like those Clipper guys sometimes ended up closing games. Brogdon last year ends up closing games. We know Hero was like nominally a starter that they just brought in off the bench, right? Like there was, there were, so, there was some different context. But I think right away when you look at just the kind of guy that wins this, guards, guards are going to be much better <laughs> for this. Just yeah. straight up, guards who have the green light to take a bunch of shots are going to vault themselves up here pretty quickly. And I think that like that checks the box for Cam right away as opposed to some of the other guys who are in the running here for him. I also think too, as opposed, and I'll go through some of the, probably for our final segment, we'll go through just some of the guys above him on the list and why I can mm -hmm. 
or why we can maybe just like sort of knock them out of contention early. Cam, unlike some of these other guys, is actually not at risk of starting it too many games to take him out of the running. There are guys on this list who could have just end up starting a bunch of games and like yeah. and which is gonna or gonna make the odds look funky. But if you but if you're trying to find a guy and just pick them out of a hat, you're and if you were randomly selected a guy, the archetype of a guy that you would want to win the six man over year award, it's off the bench score, off the bench guard score, ball dominant. And he's yeah. that guy. Like that is what he is. That is his number one by far skill set. And voters for these awards kind of like to see that you scored a lot at the end of the year, <laughs> right? Like that's kind of, that is what seems to matter the most. And, and when I look, you look at a guy like Lou Williams, look at a guy like Jamal Crawford, by the way, over it's, you go back to get the first time Jamal catches it. It's six times out of 14 years that it's either Jamal, Jamal Crawford yeah. or Lou Williams, which I think is always fantastic. Uh, former Brooklyn net Jamal Crawford. He played a game for us. Don't forget back in the bubble before um several things popped on his body. Um, when it comes to cam and you think about this season, the other part of it is too the the way the team is constructed. We know that we have a lot of length. We know we have a lot of size. We know that from an offensive scoring perspective, we don't have a lot, right? So that's I think the other big factor for Cam Thomas, where it's if you're thinking about taking, uh, you're going to bring Bridges off the court. You're going to bring some of your starting firepower off the court. We know that Spencer Dinwiddie is still on this team and that he represents a guy that also can put things up in volume. But maybe this is how you carve it out for Cam Thomas. You put him in a position to be ball dominant and to really get up shots. But when you compare those two players in, in Crawford and in Williams, those are 18, 19, 20, 22 point scorers in the seasons when they won sixth man of the year. So the, the, the real question, at least for me, is, is that is that a role that Cam Thomas, not as he's capable of, will he be able and afforded to fill it? And because of the somewhat void of offensive talent on the Nets, I think it's a somewhat easy yes that he can step into that role with consistency. It's just going to be about the efficiency for me early in the year that's going to give an ebb and flow to whether or not Jock Vaughn and the Nets say, okay, the percentages are right. You can continue to build on that. If he's a chucker and ball dominant and and maybe not doing some of the little things we talk about, even as a sixth man, I, I the, the team will rein him back in. Like we've just seen it historically. If he gets completely narrowly focused on his own game, then I think Jock Vaughn, for better or most likely for worse, would say, sorry, if you're not going to give us a little bit of the all around as well, then you're not going to have the chance to play 20 plus minutes a night with consistency to be able to put up the shots in volume and to be able to get yourself that high. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to the beginning, like we said that he could play himself right out of this. This could look so silly right away, right? Like it yeah. could look, it could look, just puts himself out of contention right away. Maybe we'll even know in preseason, right? We, we might know. You can see these odds shift in preseason just because mm -hmm. of what they sort of start to run out, what what they envision their starting rotation and, and bench rotations to be, where it's like, oh, he wasn't even part of the preseason plan. Uh, forget it, right? Like We might know legit that early. And But again, like if you just look at the history of this stuff, if you go back to other years, and this may be my final point of this, like go back to like 20, 2021 Clarkson wins. It's Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Derek Rose, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hart. It's all guards, right? The yeah. year before that was the year that hero one was a little weird. Cam Johnson actually finished third that year. I totally forgot about this. Um, like that was, you know, Kevin Love was there. And then there was Johnson. There was really no one else like hero won it by such a landslide. It's just mm -hmm. like, these are just the type of dude. So go in a second. We'll go through uh, who's ahead of him on the list here and kind of maybe yeah. knock off some of these guys as well, who I don't think are like great contenders for this award. But in general, yeah, I think we're going to 
we're going to see these. I mean, we can see the odds just change in the preseason based on like, oh, he's the sixth guy off the bench. Like, you got to just bump him up. He's the exact kind of guy that could win. Plus 5,000 over on FanDuel. We dive into knocking off the competition ahead of Cam Thomas for the award in just one second. And a reminder, we continue the discussion here on Cam Thomas and that sixth man of the year award possibilities. Get over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on nets and continue the conversation. Extend this exact conversation over there with us like you're on a group chat with all your buddies. Only you get Doug Norrie and Adam Armbrecht. It's a big dose of us just telling you why we're right about Cam Thomas and winning this award. Or give us some other examples from around the NBA that you think are more likely to lock it up. Get over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on nets. And as we continue this conversation about Cam Thomas, the guys ahead of him on this list. So when we walk through it, Doug, who are the guys? I'll, I'll let you take the lead on who you could say, knock him out of the way. Cam Thomas can be bumped up because he's, I mean, he's a good, what, 15, probably 20th down on the list roughly here. How many guys can we clear out to maybe get Cam Thomas into the top 10 consideration? Okay, and, and one more one more little plug for our, our friends over at FanDuel. With these things, you, you, know, you always want to line shop this stuff, but like, at other books that I'm not going to name, he he's a plus 2,800, which means other places see him as a better chance of winning this award than our friends at FanDuel. So if you were going to make this thing, you want to go for the longer odds, line shot this a little bit with our friends at FanDuel at plus 5,000 and know that you're getting, maybe getting your money in a little bit better when it comes to CLV. But yeah, go ahead. And then I could go. Big, uh, it's a big day for the title sponsor because I have a 17 uh, leg parlay for the NFL uh, Sunday. So I just want everyone to know that I'm about to make a big financial change in my life and it's going to be pretty special. So that's good. knowing anybody. Uh, the, so the um, he's 19th overall in FanDuel. So the, the clear favorites right now, there's three. Um, and one is Brogdon who won last year uh, quickly is kind of right there with him, And then Norman mm-hmm. Powell. So let me just, let me knock through these three guys real quick. Brogdon is a major injury risk every single year, right? So like uh, just start, he's getting older and the guy gets hurt all the time. So right there quickly, I think that's a good, he's, he's going to have a six man of the year role. He's, he's, he's Cam Thomas who gets to play a ton, right? So like, he's, he's a good, he's probably, he's fine in there. Norman Powell. I mean, he might not even be on the Clippers going into this season. If they like trade for Harden, he would be a guy that'd be in the trade. He probably wouldn't be a six man. I like, I don't know. That's that just seems like we're trying to find guys, right? Buddy mm-hmm. Heald, okay, fine. He probably won't start. Go off the bench. Malik Monk, fine. Like, but then like Caleb Martin, Bobby Portis, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm just, I just don't, don't strike me as the kind of guys that would be there. Chris Paul, that one's interesting because he probably won't start, but that could have some contention there. So I, I'd be interesting to see where he lands. And then like other guys like Christian Wood, I mean, for the Lakers at 23 plus 2300 what are we doing here right Josh Hart I think is interesting at plus 3000 he can probably do enough he might end up in the starting lineup at some point though right so the list goes on Christian Braun Levert there former net with the injury concerns as Levert, well yep Levert yeah. I think that one is that one's interesting guard off the bench you'll, you'll like to see it I'm, I'm wondering if he's been in that role so long that he'd have to be like so great at this point to right to like to, to be able to handle it, but okay. Christian Brown um, plus 4,000. He's interesting because he's probably going to play a lot more with Bruce Brown out there. I'm not sure he'll get the counting stats to get there though. So like, cause I'm just not sure he's on the ball enough. Gabe Vincent, you're going to have to trust a lot of what happened there in Lakers land R- Westbrook. He might just start for the Clippers. So that one, I just don't totally get Josh green. I, at plus 5,000. I think he just does start for the Mavs <laughs> this year. So I'm not sure he qualifies Gary Trent. I'm pretty sure he's going to start for the Raptors, so I'm not sure he qualifies. Right, so the, I guess my point is, I just read off a lot of names, and then you say, "Oh, Cam." Th- okay, 
then someone's gonna say, well, Cam Thomas might not play. Yeah, I get it. Oh, wait, we're, yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. That's what for the first 20, clear. Yeah. <laughs> 23 minutes. I didn't say he's the favorite. <laughs> like, like we're no one's saying he's the favorite here. We're trying to make a case for a guy. If you can look at it when you're in the plus 5,000 range, you're trying to tell yourself a story to get there, right? Like you're trying to, t- can I tell myself a story at long odds where two months from now, is there a world where he's so much higher on this list? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There just is a world. There's also a world where at this, t- this he's off the list, <laughs> right? So, but when you live in this range, if you're trying to, if you're trying to walk a narrative path around the guy, he just checks too many boxes for me. And like I said, yeah. if, when I, when I compare him to other books and this is one of the lower odds, that means other, there's other smart people in the room here that are looking around saying there's a, there is a clear, there is a cleaner path. Right. So and, I and think there's the just a lot to like here. Yeah. Yeah, no, and one of the biggest things for me is, again, as you go through that list, a lot of these guys have clear expectations as well, right? There's a clear floor. Even take away some of the injury concerns. You mentioned a guy like Brogdon, or you mentioned a guy like Karis LeVert. Like, these guys do have a clear track record of what they are and what they're not. They have a clear track record of what their role is going to be with their current organizations, right? So there's there's not, very little mystery to a lot of the players that are ahead. You said about in a couple of months, and I think that that, that can be true as we get a month into the season and we see the sample size. There's a world where you get to training camp and you get to preseason game, preseason games for the Brooklyn Nets. And this is for the team wide, by the way. And we're going to discuss this as we approach all of those games and the regular season. But preseason could tell you what Cam Thomas's role is going to be. Right. So like in the matter of three weeks, we may turn around and say, oh, yeah, Cam Thomas was the first guy coming off the bench with consistency. He's the guy that clearly is, quote, running or is being ball dominant in this second unit. And the minutes tell you that he's going to be a 20, 25 minute a night guy. And by the way, the other way that it clears out, at least on the team in terms of roles and consistency, if Cam Thomas grabs those minutes, the first guys that are not going to be getting those minutes would be the players that statistically could get in his way from being the sixth man of the year when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. If he gets 25 minutes a night, Lonnie Walker may just be a guy on the bench. Like there's just a world where he does not yep. carve out a role for himself. What Ben Simmons looks like and all the other you know contributing minute factors we think about, as you, you always say, there's only 240 minutes a game. They have to be broken down a certain way. And when you go through that hierarchy, if he can claim those minutes early in the year, even in preseason, then I think it's full go. Because so far what we saw, especially last season, I'll cl- my, my closing thought on this is go back to last year and see where he improved. The perimeter shooting completely changed. Without that, there is no world that we're having this episode talking about him for two reasons. One, it would be highly, highly unlikely. And two, he wouldn't be on the odds list. Because if you don't have that facet to your game, you're not going to have the chance to be able to get consistent minute shares on any team, let alone the Brooklyn Nets. So that perimeter shooting was the massive needle mover, I think, for both you and I, because we kept saying, evolve and grow and, and show areas that you have improved. He did it from year one to year two. Now it's about year number three. Yeah, this is it. And like I said, maybe we'll know this super early. I, I think that I think we will know if there's a chance super early and look NBA seasons are super long, man. I, I, I j- again, I I'm, I'm, I'm making a case against my own point here, which I just made a second ago, but the, you know, 82 games, a team and a team in some flux here, right. With motivations that were are unclear, Lots of move, decent amount of moving parts, pretty deep bench with a bunch of question mark guys. And there's a lot that can happen. This Nets team could look different month to month, right? You just never know. One injury can change an entire season for a team. And so I'll walk back my, we'll know everything in preseason, but 
because that won't be right. But what we will know is what their original plan was going to be. I think we will know that. Like, I I think we will be very clear on, oh, not part of the plan. Oh, part of the plan. (laughs) Right. I think that I think that part will at least know how it plays out the rest of the time. I'm not sure, obviously, but I think we'll at least know what they had, what all their office talks look like pretty quickly. Uh, my last note is just the Cam Thomas over 100 per 100 possessions last year was a 31 point score. So I'll take it to the bank. Come on now. Oh, that's it. There you go. It was that's just, it. I it mean, I, he could be, you know, he could be the favorite right now. We would bet it. Okay. Extrapolate. Make sure you visit our friends over on FanDuel. Make sure you join subtext.com slash locked on nets. That's just some text messaging between Adam, me and you right there. That's what you're getting with, with subtext. You're getting on subtext. And we're just texting all day long about the Nets. I, that, that's what the service is. It's an incredible service. We love our friends at Subtext. Go, you know, if you look at the other shows that are doing this also, like just everyone loves it. We love all the interactions that we've been having on Subtext all day long because it allows us the thing that we want to do most, which is talk about the Nets all day long with other people who want to talk about the Nets all day long. And then we just trade it back, back and forth. So there you go. You find people that love talking about the Nets as much as you, and you trade it back and forth. 14-day free trial, no downside at all. Go join, join Subtext.com slash Nets. Nothing is funny when I play basketball. That is why I take myself serious. I want to be perfect in everything and know what I'm doing when I get out there. That's sixth man of the year award winner, Cameron Thomas. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Basketball.